Welcome to The Pulse, where we delve deep into the issues and ideas that are shaping the future of education. I'm your host, Rick Cernsey, Superintendent of the Putnam County School District, and each week we'll be talking to teachers, administrators, and other experts in the field about the latest trends, best practices, and most pressing concerns in education. Whether you're a teacher, a parent, or just someone who cares about education, this podcast is for you. So sit back, relax, and let's dive into the pulse. Well, we have Cindy Bellamy with us today. She's the assistant principal at Palaka Junior Senior High. It's a pleasure to have you today and just relax. We're just here talking about things happening at school. And, uh, you know, I've known you a long time. As a matter of fact, I think I might have hired you a long time ago. You did hire me in 1996. <laughs> Holy cow. At uh, Kelly Smith Elementary School. Right? Wow. Elementary. That's been that's been a while back. If I had my calculator, I'd try to do the, the years on it. But yeah. you've been in a number of schools. I know you've been at both the, the uh, elementary level. And is this your first high school experience? No. This is my second round at Pulaski. But you've been in how many elementary schools? Since I've been, been in seven schools in our district altogether in the last 27 years. That's great. That's great. I've been at middle school, high school, and elementary. That's right, because before we uh, close middle schools, that's right. So, well, you've got a lot of experience, and um, and we're really here just to talk about some of the things that are happening, you know, at uh, Palaka Junior Senior High, maybe draw on some of your past experience, too. And, you know, what I, what I really like to focus on today is, you know, talking about culture. And, you know, we, this past year, have really had a focus on school culture in all of our schools. You know, we're really trying to measure teacher perceptions. Right. And we're, um, you know, we build in the early release days so that um, schools could have a chance to actually um, engage with their faculty and try to do some culture building. As a matter of fact, I know early in the year for because of the hurricane, we couldn't have those days, the high schools. Mm -hmm. And I know I saw some photos of you actually doing a workaround where you you did some things to try to really um, build that culture even when there wasn't time built in. So talk to me about that, because I I thought that was really cool. So from the beginning of this year, we started doing Faculty Fun Fridays, where they weren't necessarily planned or you didn't expect them to come. It would be on a random Friday of the month, and I would notify people one or two days before what's going to happen if I needed their input or assistance. Um, Some things we've done are like tailgating Fridays, Uh, We had a community outreach come and spend a few months, actually, from October to December working on a teacher's lounge for us. And one of those days was a reveal for that teacher's lounge um, where it was kind of a hidden secret on campus and nobody got to enter that room until it was time. Oh, that's cool. And so um, that was one of our big culture building. Teachers are very grateful for that space. Um, Some of the other things are just set up a cart and pass around things as a surprise. We did a cereal bar. We did root beer floats Mm -hmm. or Valentine's. Um, One of our recent things that we just did on the last early release was we took all of our faculty and staff to the bowling alley. Oh, that's very cool. They celebrated just playing together. Yes. There was some sidebar conversations on work topics too here and there, but mostly everyone just celebrated each other, laughed, played, competed a little bit. That's great. Yeah. So what, what are some signs, and of course, that is one where you see them kind of relax a little bit and, and uh, intermingling. What Are there some other signs that you're picking up that might give you an indication on how the culture is since we started this process? 
Um, this is my first year returning to Palatka Junior Senior High School after being away for five years, but I was there for three years before that. Right. So I think that gives me a little bit of a different perspective than most people might have this year, mm -hmm. especially since the integration of middle school or junior high with the high school students. But what I had heard and what I have seen this year are very different pictures. Um, we have teachers stepping out to do book studies where they're leading the groups. Um, some of them are deciding even this year to pursue leadership and go back to school to get their master's degrees in either instructional content or administrative coaching, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, there's a big push for AVID at our school mm -hmm. that it, it just promotes every teacher to be a part of something collaborative, no matter what content area, what grade level, what your ultimate goal is out of the AVID program. Everybody has something to gain. So mm -hmm. I think that just promotes good school culture all around. AVID is such a great program, and I know it's really been a game changer for our district, too, but especially Palaka High has really embraced it. Palaka Junior Senior High has really embraced it. So, you know, and the whole idea behind improving school culture is, you know, improving student outcomes. Right. What, what evidence or what are you seeing that might, where there might be a connection at Palaka Junior Senior High as far as student outcomes? Well, that makes me think of, first of all, our AVID program, mm -hmm. where we're tracking student progress and they have a specific person on staff to monitor, celebrate, push and encourage, check off their list, especially those seniors, juniors and seniors, really. Mm -hmm. But um, as far as that goes, we're even considering next year implementing that program for all seventh grade students so they get the fundamentals of what AVID brings mm -hmm. to their education, especially this time. It used to be the last four years are the countdown, but now all six of those years that they're with us, we just get two extra years to push them. And so that's really a benefit to us. And AVID does that for all kids. Um, another one is our CTE. Mm -hmm. We have a huge variety of CTE programs. Mm -hmm. And when you give something to students that they're really interested in and they can see how it will affect them right now, it's better for them they can hardly think past this week or even today some of them except for what they see on their phone right so right. when we when we give them a chance to get involved and get their hands into things right now even as such a young person they think of it as a real job and they take on responsibility those responsibilities then follow up with well i've got to do this in my classwork too because i can't just rely on what i'm capable of skill wise i've got to have the knowledge to go with the skills and i think that promote student success. It really does. It really does kind of line up with our portrait of a graduate, you know, really focusing on those soft skills that all of our students need to be successful, whether they go to college or career, they've got to have those soft skills. So, you know, you said some interesting stuff uh, about the junior senior high concept. And, you know, we started that, what, two years ago. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have some theories and some ideas that, you know, exposing junior high kids to the high school environment would probably be very beneficial instead of having to make another transition from middle school to a high school. Right. Talk to me or kind of go in a little more depth, uh, some things you're seeing, some results you're seeing as having the juniors, the junior high on the same campus as the senior high. What are some things you're seeing that might be beneficial or not beneficial? Um, it makes me think of my years that I had worked in, in middle school before. Yeah. And just comparing that to the way the middle school or junior high students in seventh and eighth grade are on our campus, 
I think they're more ambitious. Like they go for big goals uh -huh. because they're there and they have it around them uh -huh. instead of being at a separate facility where they go, one day that looks cool. I might get into this or my big brother, big sister, somebody I know, my family is into this club or sport. Um, these kids have all the ideas. And so if we listen to them, mm -hmm. they'll tell us what we need to do next to keep them on track. That's what we have to do. We have to listen to them. And having them there with us, mingling with the big kids, it gives us more of an opportunity to see who they are and know what they need. It's kind of like those uh, older kids are like role models, right? Yes. To them, positive role models. And, and you know, the other benefit I see, too, is obviously the, the junior high sports promotes, you know, they're getting involved in sports at an earlier age and really transitioning into those varsity sports. So. Yes, and because they're there, yeah. they know that all of the older kids are watching them, counting mm -hmm. on them to represent the Panthers. They they feel that, and you can tell. I feel really good about that because we, we've had our ideas, but hearing you say that has really, that that's very encouraging for me. So let me ask you this, you know, when we met with principals early in the year and we started talking about culture, principals kind of, you know, set some goals, and a lot of our principals – I'm not sure about Plyka Junior Senior High, really focus on the, the aspect of collaboration with teachers, um, where I know some of the principals have their teachers actually visiting other, other classes, observing other teachers. Mm -hmm. So talk to me about, you know, what Plyka Junior Senior High is doing as far as building that collaboration between teachers, between students. Generally speaking, what, what are you doing to really build that collaboration? A lot of ideas come to mind. First of all, I'm going to try to narrow down the list, though, when I explain them. I'm going to go from most recently. Um, our English department teachers, a few teachers were selected recently to go visit Crescent City Junior Senior High School to visit the Teacher of the Year's classroom mm -hmm. there. And um, one of our assistant principals, Mr. Chairs, and Miss Oyster escorted them that way, along with our district reading coach, Miss Hudson. And so that automatically shows a connection, collaboration between two different schools, mm -hmm. the teachers among them, and the district staff as well. When they come back, then they have an opportunity to share that with the rest of their department and different grade levels too. So, you know, there's in three more weeks, we have this FAST test coming up, the last mm -hmm. one, and to get some new ideas that you can plug in and see where their successes are falling into place and try to plug some of that into our classrooms. That was a good beneficial thing that we did, awesome. just did that last week. Um, another thing just this week, moving to the student side, is your superintendent's advisory council. Mm -hmm. We've got a good representation of Panthers who attend those meetings. I, just I had that meeting to today. Yes. Yeah. I just spoke to a few of them yesterday to ensure that they got the email, they knew when it was coming, they knew how to get there, if they needed transportation or they needed to sit in my office to do the Google Meet. We, we work it out however they need to attend. And they don't want to miss it. Their comments back to me yesterday, well, I've been to all three so far. Why would I miss the last one? And they speak <laughs> up. They do. I watch the recordings of it, and I'm so excited that they actually speak, and I'm talking to them about advocacy. You know, come to me and let me know what you need, but more so, tell us what you need. Don't wait on us to ask you. Mm -hmm. If you see something, say something. We say that for all other kind of mm -hmm. agendas, so why not for what they need in our school as well? We also have our school advisory council where we bring in the parents and the community members, and we have our students present at those meetings. Oh, they awesome. tell us what it's like to be a Panther. They tell us what the Panthers need, what we're lacking. A lot of that student voice. Yeah. Yes. I love yes. it. Mm -hmm. Well, that sounds really great. And, 
Thank you for alluding to the, the superintendent's advisory uh, council meeting. And matter of fact, they told me a lot of stuff. All the representatives from all our secondary schools today talked to us about what was going to happen for next year. I'm, I'm trying to get them to focus, not necessarily what now, what we're doing now, but what can we, what can they recommend for next year? And it was very insightful. So you'll get to hear all the, all oh, their I'm input, sure. whether, whether you like it or not, you're going to hear that. They'll tell me. <laughs> You know, in, uh, you know, Placa Junior Senior High is the largest school in the entire district. And, you know, a lot of times they get a lot of attention, you know, positive and negative. So as a, as a school leader, you know, how do you challenge a lot of those negative perceptions of Palaka Junior Senior High? You know, whatever they're based on, but a lot of people might have, especially when they're sending their children to your school, they might have some built-in biases, if you will, or beliefs about what's going to happen at school. And how do you get out in front of that? And how do you really, you know, try to change that narrative? Well, we try to channel their interest and their um, ideas of how to give us the input that we request. We use lots of different avenues to recruit parents to volunteer, um, whether it's with FFA and our ag classes or they message us on our Facebook page. We use social media and they know that they're directly messaging me, a person on the page, not just a random messaging folder that's never going to be responded right. to. Um, we set up specifically at last summer, we planned for monthly parent opportunities, really. Not always a big event, but opportunities every month for our parents to be involved at the school. So that means whether they can attend a sporting event or a SAC meeting mm -hmm. or an open house, whatever their schedule is like, their family needs can be rearranged so that they can join us somehow, some way. And we make ourselves available. Mm -hmm. First of all, we need to be inviting and welcome to our parents and our community. That's our number one goal. When they walk into our front office and they go down the front hallway, the cashier's window is a hot spot. Mm -hmm. And so all along that hallway, there's the virtual yearbook of what we do at school, whether it's the theater department or our 34 welders who just got their certifications last week, mm -hmm. our flag football team and all the girls and their coaches. Um, even the Putnam County Palaka FFA alumni, their pictures are on there. Our district CTE leaders, their pictures are on there. Um, Mr. George Deloach, who hosts the morning program on the radio, his mm -hmm. picture's on there with our nursing students because mm -hmm. they did a podcast for him. So that's the way that I'm trying to, we are trying to incorporate everyone and show that we value their support. I've seen those yearbook uh, posters and I've, I've never seen that before. I, I thought that was really an innovative way to, you know, kind of make make an impression as people walk right. in. Miss Granton started that when she was at Palaka Junior Senior High School last year and the students responded so well. So we knew they were interested in seeing their pictures on display. But it's even been more of a topic now for our visitors who come in. They may catch themselves on the wall and they don't even know oh, that that's, that's cool. coming. <laughs> that's very cool. And you're right, you know, when you know, I've been in this business now for a long time and I know when people walk into a school, the first person they encounter which is usually that receptionist or whoever it might be, a lot of times they're going to make that first impression, positive or negative. So, and, and the things they see, the artifacts they see on the wall or whatever are very powerful. So I think you're being, being very purposeful 
and making sure that people see those things that are going to challenge those negative perceptions. And, and that's an ongoing process. We never do arrive there. Exactly. But, um, you know, I worked at Plaque High back in the starting in 1990 all the way through 2006, you know, off and on. And uh, I've seen so many changes over the years. And I, and I really commend you. And I think you, you came last year and really brought a unique perspective especially coming from an elementary school. so, And, of course, everybody knows Cindy Bellman is very positive anyway. That's kind of, yeah, she's very positive, innovative. So I just want to commend you for that because I think that perception is really starting to change. You you. know, whatever it has been, that there's a lot more positivity, you know, in the community. So um, tell me anything else, you know, as we kind of close, tell me anything else that comes to mind about the culture of the school and, you know, some – suggestions you might make to other school leaders on what they could do to try to build that positive culture? Well, I have a little motto. I didn't create it, but I got it from a movie when my kids were really little. See a need, fill a need. Mm -hmm. If we can all just keep that in mind, whether it's with our kids, with our colleagues, with our families and our community, don't hesitate to fill in outside of your job description. Mm -hmm. And encourage students to notice when you're doing that and notice that it matters. It may not benefit you right away, mm-hmm. but it, it, it will benefit who you don't even know who later right. on. And people are watching all the time. Um, they never know the connections that we have. They think, oh, you're just in the front office. You'll never know if I do this and I'm going to try out for this sport or this cheerleading or something they don't know they're going to see you again and we try to tell them that that's your future too you never know who's going to come back and hire you mm-hmm. you don't know what you're going to do i just talked to a girl in our vistar office today when they're remodeling in vistar so i had to go in there and see the excitement and she was actually coming in as a patron of vistar mm-hmm. and she was talking about um, where she wanted to go to college and what she had done t- earlier this morning and i was surprised to find out from her She's an allied health student, and I see her in her scrubs all the time. But she's talking about she went to an elementary school this morning to shadow a teacher who I'm related to at Kelly Smith. Wow. And I thought, why would you do that? You're going into nursing, right? And she said, no, I want to be a teacher. Really? I said, you invest all this time into the nursing program, and you're going to be a teacher? Do you know about our Paris to Pro program? Where are you planning on pursuing this interest? And she has big dreams outside of Putnam County. And I just explained to her and I said, well, if it's not for you, tell your friends, because I didn't even know you wanted to be a teacher. You know, people who want to be teachers that I'm not aware of. Tell them we have this program. We will hire them as graduating seniors from our high schools right now to invest and start training right here. Then we get to learn alongside of each other. Y'all get to share the new ideas with us and you get the tuition benefits of doing your training right here in our own school district and benefiting our community and what our an county. opportunity wow yeah and years from now when she becomes a teacher then um they can all come back to that moment i mean exactly. i think i think that's really cool there's something to be said for homegrown yeah it really is yeah <laughs> i think you know a little bit about that and, i know a lot about that and you know and i just want to stress this that it is so important for all of our employees especially our teachers to think about that impression they make on young people because Somebody's always watching them. And a lot of times, those people, those young people who might think about going into teaching, we always need to think about trying to encourage them like you, you did today. Because I've heard in the past, I know no one does it now, but I've heard in the past that teachers say, you don't want to get into this business because of whatever. 
we need we need to change our narrative because the teacher profession is a noble profession and we need to really uphold that so and and i heard a quote from our hr director the other night when we had our community forum she says happy happy big people make happy little people and not that our students are always little physically but our happy faculty can help make if they're happy then the students they teach you are going to be happy for the most part yeah so. we have to be together for long hours so we might as well enjoy it might as well enjoy it <laughs> nowhere else to go right that's right cindy i want to thank you for being here i hope i hope this has been beneficial for you and and uh, i know our people in the um the community are very anxious to hear what you have to say because you are homegrown so um you know what's going on here you have a very bright future in this community and this school district. So th okay. thank you so much for taking time away to be here today. So. My pleasure. I always want to share what's going on. I appreciate you.